0: Always, I'm glad you're tuned in. And as always, I have a great show for you today. I have a top notch guest. But before we we get to that, let me remind you of the new search engine I've been talking to you about, Luxel. Listen, people who are tuned into the Adrian Ross show, you know how some of these search engines are biased. Well, Luxel eliminates search engine bias protects your privacy in a way that matters. And I want you to check out this message from the Luxel spokesperson Search engines should be a place for you to discover the world and make your own decisions about what you find. That's why Luxel is improving your access to information. The new search engine eliminates search engine bias that gets in the way of your searches. You can filter results to lean right or left and from there you can sort it by Luxel's algorithm, alphabetically and by freshness. Plus, there is no price for privacy. Luxel is free and doesn't track you or sell your data. So check out Luxel. That's L U X X L e.com and take control of your searches all right everybody i don't know if you've tried it yet but i can't encourage you enough Luxel.com, Luxel.com, and also i want to remind you about we the people we the people i want you to go to www.wethepeopleofmissouri.org Okay, we the people of Cape Girardeau County is a nonpartisan community-based grassroots organization that functions as a Liberty watchdog group at the local level. You need to check out We the People, you local folks. All right, August 29th is the next meeting, and the guest speaker is Stacy Shore, the topic programming American Children One iPad at a time. And uh, we the People wants to say, please, please join us August 29th, 5 p.m. That's their invitation, August 29th, 5 p.m. at Delmonico's in Jackson. You local people know where that is. Why? To learn how to help advance true solutions in moving forward to restore Missouri public education and stop buying into the narrative of school choice and open enrollment. That's gonna be interesting. I'm very curious about what Stacey has to say. Uh, I intend to be there, God willing. Uh, The Department of Elementary and Secondary Education and the legislature have broken our system. Now it is time that local control and expertise restore it. Come and learn how your tax dollars are being spent to corrupt the innocence of the most innocent. That's from We the People of Cape Girardeau County. That sounds really good. As a person who is uh, invested in children, who cares about children, who was a teacher of children, I definitely plan to be there. So God willing, I will. I would love for you to come up and say hello. Okay, this is August 29th at Delmonico's in Jackson, Missouri, at 5 p.m. Stacy Shore, www.wethepeopleofmissouri.com. the People of Missouri. You can also email at WTPCapeCountyMO at gmail.com. Find them on YouTube and Facebook. They're simply called We the People of Cape Girardeau. All right, so now let's get into today's episode. Today's show is unlike any show I've ever done. I want to talk a little bit about something I really don't talk to a lot of people about, and that is my number one pet peeve. And then after I talk about it, I'm going to have a guest, as I mentioned, and she's going to take the conversation in a different direction, though it really does apply to this pet peeve of mine. So, Adrienne, what is your pet peeve? First of all, let me say this. I'm all about communication, right? I mean, you just see that right? Adrian Ross Communications, right? My my profession has been as a teacher, I am a speaker, I am a writer, so communication is extremely important to me. And I absolutely cannot stand poor communication. Now, a lot of times when you say that, because people know your background, they know that you were a teacher, especially especially an English teacher as I was, people tend to get a little bit like uncomfortable. I've had people say things if they text something uh, or if they they if they write a letter or if they even, even talking. A lot of times people are like, I got to watch my grammar because I'm talking to an English teacher. Let me make this clear. That's not really what I'm talking about. When I say that my pet peeve, is related to communication. I'm not sitting there looking at a text, trying to find mistakes. I'm not looking at your letter with a a red pen and marking it up and all that stuff. I'm not listening to you for you to get the wrong verb and all that, That, that's not what I do. I notice what I notice, but I don't go out of my way to do that. So that's really not what I'm talking about. Now, if your grammar is all jacked up and your spelling is all jacked up, then of course, it affects the ability to communicate because it affects uh, the ability for a person to understand you. But that's really not what I'm talking about. Let me say this. I am a John Maxwell certified speaker, trainer, and coach. And if you know anything about John Maxwell, you know that he is regarded as the number one leadership expert in the world, okay? And one of his best-selling books is called Everyone communicates, few connect. Everyone communicates, few connect. And far be it from me to disagree with the great John Maxwell. But I, several years ago, turned that around. And you'll hear me say things like, few people communicate, fewer connect. Okay? Because everyone doesn't communicate. You know? They they, they really don't. And that's the pet peeve. It's it's not about spelling. It's not about grammar. It's not about that. It's about a lack of communication, period. Like, Like ignoring people. That is my number one pet peeve. I can't stand being ignored. Let me explain, okay? Now, I believe that 95% of the time there is no excuse for ignoring people. You know, and sometimes we forget to respond to an email or, or text and, and things like that, you know, return a call. You know, we're human. But th- this is not like people just forgetting, like people these days are just about ignoring people. 95% of the time, there's absolutely no excuse. And that might, you know, it might even be more than that. But there, there's hardly an excuse to ignore someone. Um, and and so when I'm big on communication and I I it just it just ugh. like I said, I've never done a show where I'm just like venting about a pet peeve, but I have to do this because. Being able to communicate is so important. Being able to communicate effectively is important. Being able to write well and all that stuff, those things are important. But what's even more important is just acknowledging people. And I connect giving people a response to leadership. A leader is able to say, so sometimes you have to say no. And I sometimes you just have to respond no. And, and some people think, well, if I just ignore people, then they get the message. Well, that doesn't work because there are too many opportunities for people to have missed an email or to have forgotten a text or, you know, whatever. I don't know by non-response that you're saying no. Be a leader and just say no. So if someone if, if someone proposes something and you're not interested or it doesn't fit your schedule or whatever – a leader has to have the confidence to say you know i got your i got your request or i received your voicemail or whatever the case may be and unfortunately this doesn't align with where i am right now or it doesn't fit my schedule or you know maybe somewhere down the line or 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 whatever but i i think that people are people are weak and and so instead of instead of uh having strength and just being open with people then people just ignore other people and number one like i said that's just poor leadership and it speaks about that your leadership it speaks about character to a certain extent as well i believe and why do i say that because when you ignore people it's you're you're basically saying if you're not just weak you're you're saying that you're not even worth a response. You know, you're, you're not, you're not even, you're not even worth that. And that it's, is just, it's just not cool. Right. And so it just, it grates on me. That is my number one pet peeve. Again, I love communication and no communication is the highest form of disrespect I feel. And it's also an example of just, of just poor leadership, but there are times when people should be ignored. Like I said, there's probably 5% of the time where people just don't, people don't deserve a response. And I'll, I'll let me explain what I what I mean by that. If somebody is harassing you repeatedly, you know, someone who is just disrespectful and just being hateful towards you, um, then, you know, at times you just got to cut folks off and you don't say anything. You know, you just don't respond. Um, there's a situation on social media there there's someone who who follow me on instagram I'm just giving you an example of a time i feel it's appropriate uh, to ignore someone so there's someone on social media i was going to do an a podcast episode A. Q&A, you know so i asked people to submit questions that i would answer and so if people submitted questions i let them know that i received your questions it's in i'm adding it to the list of questions and then when I do that episode, I will address your question. So someone had followed me. I didn't follow him, but he asked the question. And so I responded to him what I said, that I added your question. And then when I do the episode, you'll hear me address your, address your question. And um, and so when you don't follow someone, if they send you a message, once you respond, then you can communicate back and forth. And so since I, I wanted to to be respectful and let him know that I got his question, I responded, and so now we can go back and forth. And if this and and this uh, this man began to uh, send me messages, and the messages were like he was battling me on things that I would post or things that I would say, and it was like he just wanted to fight. Now, if he's listening now, please don't take this disrespectfully, um, because I'm not trying to be disrespectful. I'm using this as, as an example. And so, you know, if you're listening or watching now, you understand why I'm not responding. But in any case, it was like a, it was like a, a you know a pushback on on what I had to say. I don't mind pushback, but it was like relentless. So I responded to respond again, and there was like another another thing. You know, it's like it was becoming like a like a like an argument over ridiculous stuff that was just it was not necessary. And so, no matter what I said, you come back with something else, or you want to send me something else to look at, or whatever. So finally, when I was done with the back and forth nonsense, um, again, not trying to be rude, but that's just how I saw it. And and you wouldn't receive, he wouldn't receive what I was saying, or you, if he's listening, wouldn't receive what I was saying, but you just seemed like you just wanted to argue and, put, and push your point. I got too much to do for that. And I don't know you. So it's just too much of an investment that's just not worth it to me, you know? So it was back and forth, back and forth. And finally, I just stopped responding. But messages still come. So now when the messages come from him, which he's still sending or sending a reel or whatever on Instagram, I don't even open them. I I just click delete. I click delete. I click delete. So in that case, I'm ignoring him. But like I said, 95% of the time, there's no reason to ignore people. But in this situation where I don't know you, where I'm investing this energy, where you're coming at me and then coming at me and coming at me and wanting to school me and and all that stuff and not respecting that this is how I feel about certain things and you just want to keep going and I don't even know you. To me, that's a 5% example of, of a reason to ignore someone because you're wasting my time and I'm not willing to give that much time to someone I really don't know, right? I don't know at all. So there's an example. And again, I'm not trying to be disrespectful to this man, but I don't open his stuff anymore. I simply hit delete. I'm not that interested, you know? Um, a loved one, someone I know, someone I have a relationship with, that's a whole different story, right? We can we can work through those things and, and, and it's worth my time to do so. That's not worth worth my time. So, um, you know, that's an example of a time to ignore people. But most of the time, there really is no reason to ignore people, especially in the day and age we're living in. It's too easy to respond. It's too easy to to hit an emoji. It's too easy to to show respect for people. And I'm not saying that you got to be sitting there hitting emojis all day and you have to respond to everybody's, everything that they post on social media. I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about in communication where, a response is warranted and there's no response. And let me give you another example. Now I know that the Adrian Ross show is no huge podcast and I'm not a huge name or anything like that, but I do know that what I do is valuable. I believe I'm called to do this. And and so I, I do it and, um, not being a big name, I knew this was a long shot, but I wanted to interview presidential candidate Vivek Ramaswamy. And you, you hear people talk about how he'll go anywhere. He's going places that other candidates aren't going. And I thought, well, hey, maybe he'll come on the Adrian Ross show so so I just took a stab at it right. Uh, this is you know this is what everyone uh who wants to be a voice and wants to have an opportunity to sit and speak with people and share views with with the public. this is what we do you have to take a step right? You can't just say oh I'm nobody right nobody's gonna re, you know respond to me no you you have to do that. so I'm'm I'm, I'm just like that right So I reached out via Instagram, I did an Instagram direct message to Vivek Ramaswamy, and I said who I was, said what I do, et cetera. And I made that request to be able to interview the candidate. Uh, I was blown away when I got a response because again, people don't always respond, especially people who are, you know, bigger nay people, they they don't always respond, especially for stuff like this. But I received the response. I received a response in my inbox that said that all press inquiries should go to, and it gave me the email to do that. And I said, thank you. I was very thankful. And um, I went to email and I sent the email. I said who I was and again, what I do and that I had watched an interview with Ramaswamy and I was, you know, I was very intrigued and I would love for my audience to hear from him because I had some direct questions that I want wanted and want to ask him. So I sent the email, never got a response. So I waited two weeks. And at this point, again, my pet peeve is being ignored. I know he's busy. Right. And so too, but you don't know, like this does no response does being ignored mean that we got your response, we're considering it, we'll get back to you. Or does it mean that it's a no? Like they don't respond if they're not interested. You don't know, which is one of the problems with the poor communication, because I don't know. I don't know if no response means no. I don't know if you got a million emails and you didn't get to it. I don't know what no response means. So I waited two weeks and I sent a follow-up email and I said, you know, I said, is it your policy not to respond if your schedule doesn't allow a particular interview or if you're not interested or should I expect a response either way? No response. And it's been some time now since that happened. And so again, I understand, I understand folks are busy. I understand you're running for president. I get all that, but I should be somebody's communication director if it takes a communication director communications director to understand that you're running a campaign. You get you respond and give me an email to make my request. Um how difficult is it to have an automatic reply? That simply say, I mean, we 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 regular people who are not running businesses and running for president, we even if you're going to be out of the office or if you're on vacation or whatever, we we have these automatic responses that people use that say say something. So if you're running for president, to me, it should be really simple to simply as soon as that email comes through, I should have gotten a response. Period. That says, got it we got your request, we got your email. And as you can guess, we get tons of requests for the candidate to, uh, to be, to, to be on different shows or to give a statement or whatever. And unfortunately there, there are not enough hours in the day to respond to everyone, but we want you to know we got it. We will review it. And if the candidate has an opportunity to, uh, to do what you're requesting, um, then you will hear back from us, but please know that you've been seen and you've been heard and it's under consideration, but understand we we simply cannot respond to every individual requ- request, but you will hear from us if this is doable. How difficult is that? But no response at all, no automatic response, and then no response when I followed up and you want me to vote for you. I, I'm like, um, that to me, That to me says something. And again, some of you are thinking you're like, people don't know who you are. Like, why would he give you the time of day? It's not about me. It's about effective communication. It's about valuing people. It's about not ignoring people. And no way do I expect a presidential candidate to answer every single thing. But I do expect that you, especially you're a young candidate, right? That's part of your appeal. That's part of what you're putting forth. And that's, that's something you're bringing to the table. You're going on to college campuses and things which other people aren't doing. You're doing those kinds of things. You ought to know then how technology works you ought to know that it's very simple to have an automatic response so that no one is ignored. You don't have to do anything except set it up. So for for you to, to respond the first time, I applaud you. That's wonderful. On a social media platform where when people don't follow you, they often don't even see your messages, but you responded there. You told me to go and, you know, send that press inquiry. Then you don't respond to that. And then After I I send another follow-up, you still don't respond, still no automatic response, but you're going out asking people to vote for you. Again, to me, poor communication is poor leadership. And so I'm not sure that you really expect me to vote for you if you can't do me the the decency of, of a response. And if you didn't give me a personal response, once again, there are automatic responses that If you got the right writer who can phrase things in such a way that people do not feel that they're not valued while you're asking for them to support what you want to bring to the country. Number one, if you want to do anything for the country is you need to communicate. You need to be able to communicate. So that's, that's where I stand at. This is no no dig on Vivek, Vivek Ramaswamy. He, I would still love to have him on the Adrian Ross show. I don't even need a whole lot of his time, but there are some questions that I would love to ask him and that I know that those of you who uh, tune in would also love to hear his response too. So that's still out there, but that's an example of what I'm talking about in terms of communication in particular, ignoring people. 95% of the time, no excuse. And this is one of those times. No excuse. Too easy to communicate. It is my absolute pet peeve. I, I can handle a no. Easy. I can handle a yes. Easy. I can handle criticism. Easy. I like to be real with people, but to be ignored to me is the ultimate disrespect. And um, and I think that we have to we have to work on that. It, it's not a deal breaker in terms of friendship with friendships with people, but I think it's a convert It should be a source of conversation because communication is so important. And some people are just don't. They just don't communicate. They don't communicate well, and some don't communicate at all. Like I said, not to say that the John Maxwell is incorrect, because um, you know he's the John Maxwell. But I really think. Everyone does not communicate now. Some people, of course, will say not or uh, no response is communication. Yeah, but it's still ignoring people, and it's it's just something that I think we need to work on. And I feel like we've gotten worse in communication overall as time has gone on, and uh, the coronavirus situation didn't help any. And I I will get more into that with my with my guest because I have a high caliber guest with. Us today, and I can't wait. She's gonna. She's not gonna be talking about my pet peeve. We're not gonna just hang out there on my pet peeve because I don't want it. I don't want this to be a negative thing. I'm just sharing. I'm just sharing something that I think is absolutely valuable. And I think every one of us has to examine ourselves and say, Do I value people? Do I I value people enough? to communicate with them not to ignore them but also to communicate in a way that connects with connects with them and that's something that our guest is really really good at and uh, you're going to be so so glad that you're ha- that you're in here hanging in here today so that you can hear what she has to say about communication communication so having said that and getting past the pet peeve into the next step. I am so excited that I get to introduce you to my guest. So here we go. Well, I'm honored to have as my guest today, Regina Bryan. And I'm just gonna come out and say it. Regina, I consider you a communications expert, okay? (laughs) Yes. So as I was thinking about talking about communication today, you are the guest that I wanted to have on. So I'm so delighted that this fit in your schedule and that we could make this happen. Welcome to the Adrian Ross show, Regina. I'm honored to be here, Adrian. Thank you so much. Yes, the honor is all mine. Now look, I already told everyone what a high caliber guest you are, but I want them to know details about you. So so let me give those details to them. All right? Um, As the daughter of a 30-year Navy veteran, Regina learned early in life the value of adaptability, service, and connection. During her 10-year career with Keller Williams Realty, Regina was best known for teaching personal growth and communication classes while wholeheartedly living out the KW values, including creating a culture where no one wants to leave. As a result, she was twice awarded the prestigious Office Culture Award and named a Southeast Region Culture Ambassador. Her time at KW shined a light on her love of people and speaking. It also unleashed her natural superpower of connecting. She took the inevitable next step and joined Toastmasters. In 2013, in front of 400 people, Regina competed as one of six finalists in the international speaking competition for the entire state of Georgia. From there, the call grew louder. In 2015, Regina became a John Maxwell coach and consultant. Just three years later, she was selected as one of the Maxwell Disc Method faculty. Regina's mission has become clear, to boldly reconnect others to the best in themselves, others, and life. She accomplishes this through a wide range of interactive and dynamic personal growth workshops, including her signature DISC presentation, emotional intelligence masterclass, and the Art of Connecting seminar. Regina's reach has widened, serving as the host of the Women of Empowered Living and Real Life on the Empowered Living Facebook page, which boasts 2.3 million followers. I was a guest on that before. (laughs) When Regina isn't serving her clients, we can find her home in Atlanta with her husband, Roger, playing piano or working with the nonprofit nearest to her heart, Cares for Kids. When they aren't traveling, they are focused restaurateurs as the owners of a local Riverside Pizza franchise. Oh my goodness. I said I, I, I wanted them to know what a high caliber this is. This is like from A to Z with you.
1: Pizza? Pizza, yes. We own a pizza business here in Atlanta, uh, a local franchise that's only in this area. And uh, we have a store that we've had for, oh my gosh, 15 years. Um, and it's about seven miles from our house. And uh, my husband does that in addition to being an ATT business analyst, so.
0: Wow, you've got a lot of coals in the fire, as they
1: say. We're very fortunate, Adrienne, that we've never had to roll up our sleeves and work in the store. I mean, we did in the beginning to learn the ropes. They don't want the two of us in the store. Rod right? <laughs> and I belong. Let me tell you, we don't belong working in the store. But um, it's been a pleasure and such an honor to own that little pizza business right here in our community. So yeah.
0: Yes, I love it. And you and I have a lot in common. As um, you know, people who pay attention to the Adrian Ross show know, I am John Maxwell certified as well. I was also a member of Toastmasters at one time, you know, and you and I both love communication, you know. Um, so I've been ranting on here today, Regina, about my pet peeve. Uh oh, which is poor communication, right? Yikes! But but really, when I say that, I mean no communication, like folks just ignoring folks. And so, as members of the John Maxwell team, you know, you're well ahead of me there. But one thing we both know, John Maxwell says has a book about it. Everyone communicates; few connect. Now, you know, (laughs) I, I can't I can't really um disagree with the John Maxwell, but I say. Few people communicate, fewer (laughs) people connect, all right? So I already got into that and I gave my word that we're not going to stay on my pet peeve, you know? But Regina, there are people who truly wish to communicate better and it's so important. So I'm just going to ask you, how important is
1: communication and why? It's it's almost everything, Adrienne. I mean, our relationships cannot survive. Our, uh, my husband and I, we have a business that c- they can't survive without good communication. Uh, marriages cannot, parent-child, any relationship worth honoring, worth having, cannot survive unless they have a good stream of back-and-forth communication, and I'm like you Adrian, you know I think that's why we kind of met and connected. We yeah. we love talking about communication. We love the tool desk, but we recognize that communication, great communication is hard to come by, isn't it? It, it is extremely hard to come by. And I got to ask because like I said,
0: you are the communications expert up in here. So, I have to ask, why are we so
1: bad at it? I think we've progressively gotten worse as a culture. And I don't want to blame technology because I love technology. Technology allows you and I to be here together in two different states, two different cities and do this. Um, So technology, I love, I love my iPhone, everything. But I think that we've gotten away from each other more. And my stepson's been in and um, he's in his early thirties. And it's like, there's another generation that's coming up that's, that's really gonna have a hard time finding their way in communication. Yeah, I think think that communication just trips people up because sometimes I think we don't know what to say, we don't know how to say it, and sometimes we don't know until the rear view, until it's behind us, how important it was that we needed, the, the conversations that we needed to have. And I was talking to a coaching client recently and everything that was happening in his business that we were talking about, the challenges, all stemmed from communication. I believe it. Every one of it, every time we looked at anything, it was a communication. And a lot of it, and and it was so great because he was discovering as we were having this conversation that he didn't set proper expectations. Mm. And I think that is just huge that we as people don't really set proper expectations. And he could find the holes in that throughout his business. It was Mm -hmm. It was mind blowing every aha that he was getting around. Why didn't I say that at first? Why didn't I have that conversation? Why didn't I circle back to that person? Right. And life is going very fast because everybody's busy. And I hate that word. We need to have a show about that. Adrian. Yeah. Um, everybody's busy and there's a lot of technology and we've allowed that to get in our way. Yeah. And it's causing some damage that doesn't have to be that way, but we have to take the bull by the horns and decide that conversations and really people are important enough that conversations should be important. Yeah. You hit the nail on the head there when you said people,
0: because this is what I believe. If you don't truly value people, you will never invest in proper communication because you don't care.
1: That's (laughs) so true. And even though client that I was speaking with, you know, he has, I've known him for a while. I know he has a great love of people and you're, you're right. There's that. And then there was this, well, things were happening fast. Things were happening fast and furious. And I didn't make this happen. I didn't make time for this conversation. And then we talked about one of our favorite books. He and I share a passion for for this book, fierce conversations. Mm -hmm. And we were just talking about just like you and I, the importance of communication. Mm -hmm. And I think when you make that a high priority, what you're going to start to see for all everybody that's listening, when communication becomes a high priority and connecting, a lot of those problems start to go away.
0: Yeah. You know, Mm -hmm. you said something there when you said, you know, looking at different things, all the problems stemmed from an issue of communication. If ever I want to go in and you know this, you want to go into a business or you want to go into a church and you're offering training. Yeah. A leadership training, for example, you, you may give out a survey, or you ask the question of the, you know, the lead person, and you'll say, what's an area you really want me to focus on? Inevitably, the answer, whether it's a church, whether it's a business, whether it's a school, doesn't matter, communication. That's what people desire. You think about employers. They'll talk about the kids coming through college, the soft skill
1: that is lacking communication. It, I mean, you. I mean, you said a mouthful with that. That's mm-hmm. exactly right. Every business, every team, small business, corporate America, it is all about communication and the lack thereof. Yeah. So it's either the sloppy conversations where we're not setting great expectations, we're not telling the full truth. Not mm-hmm. that people are intending to lie, just missing pieces. So mm-hmm. it's either those types of sloppy conversations or not having them, it's the missing conversations.
0: Yes, yes. I'm gonna put you on the spot here. I'm gonna ask you on a scale of one to 10, how would you rate yourself as a communicator? I would give myself an eight or nine. Would you say that it's natural for you? You were
1: always a a great communicator or you developed that? I would say largely developed, Mm -hmm. just because I know as a kid, I was terribly shy. Mm -hmm. Um, I think that even though, Adrian, I think this is a similarity you and I have, I think there's some natural communication there. You have this radio show. I do some things on Facebook. We have a natural just uh, slant towards communication. We we like it. But that's really not enough, as you know. Mm -hmm. We had to develop that in a lot of ways. And whether you're developing it to use it on a platform or just in your everyday life, I would say one of the biggest things that I've done to improve my life is to improve my level of communication and then connection. That's been, I think Warren Buffett says this too. He's like the number one thing, and this is one of the richest men ever. One of the number one things that we can do to improve our lives is to become better communicators. Warren Buffett says that. Mm -hmm.
0: Absolutely. Absolutely important. So it sounds to me that the person who says, because you hear that "Uh, I'm just not a good communicator. It sounds to me like you're saying there really is no excuse. You can get better. It may not be as natural, right? Right. But you
1: can improve. You can improve. There's mm-hmm. so many tools out there. We think of what's on the internet at no cost. Think mm-hmm. of the YouTube videos. Yeah. And yeah. then people like you and I that love to do this. As This is our passion that we do for a living. Yes. We go into organizations, churches, and businesses, and we get to have the pleasure of helping people develop themselves as communicators. And that connection piece, when you're talking about the value of people and, and going beyond communication to, to really connect with people, to me, that's where it's really at. Yes, it's the words, of course, but it's that connection piece. How am I really connecting with other
0: people? And that's exactly why I wanted to have you here today, because I want to know what is the link between communication and connection that you spend a whole lot of time emphasizing, right? That connection. Right. And, and we already said, if you, if you don't care about people, you're not going to make that investment, right? Or if you just think it's a hopeless cause, you're not going to make that investment. But there's a reason why John Maxwell connects uh, communication with connecting with people, right? And there's a reason why your career really is
1: committed to that, correct? <laughs> I'm totally com- com- just committed to that idea of connection mm-hmm. and how we can become better connectors to ourselves. Because I think there's a, the component of, am I connected to me? That's a little deeper. And then I think there's that component of connecting to other people moving past communication. Now, Adrian, you know this, communication is just us here exchanging information. But if I wanna connect with people, it's because I see you, I wanna connect with you because I see value in you. And I wanna be able to speak to you in such a way that we can relate, and it increases my influence with you. Increases my relatability with you, yes. and that's where you have to invest that extra effort, that energy. Because in John's book, he talks about how you know connectors bring energy, and yeah. that right. need to take that leap from connection to from communication to connection. That's one of the things we need is that energy, that value, that yes. love.
0: You know, listening to you talk, I'm thinking about when I was in grad school, you know, my career, my profession, I'm an editor now, but for almost 20 years, I was a teacher, an English teacher. And Mm -hmm. I remember in grad school, a course where we had to read a book that was called, I Won't Learn From You. Mm -hmm. All these years later, I still remember that because we tend to see students who are failing and we think they can't learn but there's a conscious decision by some that they will not learn from certain people because they're not connected. And so they immediately shut you off. So whatever you call communication isn't getting back and forth at all. So, yeah. All right, so one avenue you use, as you've already mentioned, and that I've used is a method called DISC. Yes. I I want you to talk about DISC because when I became DISC certified, It was your training video that I watched, okay? And when it's time to do another workshop, it's your training video I go back to and I watch again and again because it's that good. You talk about energy, it's not only facts, it's not only the the tenets of DISC, it's the energy. So um, today, I really want you to discuss what DISC is, D-I-S-C. What is it? And how has it
1: proven itself to be effective to make people better communicators? You know, Adrienne, I have to laugh just for a second because you talk about my training that I did for, uh, for the John Maxwell team, now Maxwell Leadership. You know, yeah. I was just an honor to be selected one of the faculty members when they rolled out DISC on, for Maxwell Leadership in 2018. And we had to do these workshops. So we all gathered in Florida. And I remember thinking, just getting stage fright almost for a moment and thinking, I don't even know what to say at this point, because, you know, there's these people that that we care about, you know, this Deb and Dan and Bridget and others in the room. And I'm thinking, "Ah, ah, ah." and so so my go-to strategies is if I'm a little nervous to bring more energy. Yeah. And I think that's what saved the day in that. So that's just one of those little sidebar tips that in that moment, I'm there with people that I respect and admire. I'm giving the presentation um, for the team to be part of the training program. And I'm thinking to myself, gosh, you know, bring that extra energy sometimes. So when we're nervous and to, you know, bridge that gap, I I think about the people that I'm serving team members. And I thought about bringing extra energy and that really does help me calm down. So that's the sidebar communication tip, because I always remember that moment being in that room, recording that training. (laughs) nervous I was. And I thought, wait a minute, this is for all the team members that we're going to serve. That's right. And bring that great energy. That's going to help me uh, focus less on my, on being nervous. And it really works. And I focus on all the team members. I didn't even know you at that yeah. time. That's right. Focus yeah. All the team members that This might serve in some way. So, so thanks for saying that. <laughs> and, and you, you did it.
0: You did a wonderful, wonderful job. Like I said, it's my, it's my go-to now disc is it's, it's wide ranging. And, and you do workshops on that. We know we can spend hours on DISC. And I'm asking you to do almost what's impossible is to concisely give everyone an understanding of DISC and why it is so popular and so effective.
1: Tell us about DISC. Well, DISC is a model of human behavior. It's, it's a way for us to understand and explain some of our natural personality wiring. Mm -hmm. And it goes back, Adrian, it's based on the work of Dr. William Marston. And as a fun fact, you know, he developed the lie detector and and Wonder Woman. So back in the 19, late 1920s, he wrote a book called The Emotions of Normal People. Mm -hmm. And he put together these ideas and this theory that human behavior could be categorized into these four distinct categories, D, I, S, -S 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 and C. And uh, D is dominance, I is influence, S is steadiness, C is conscientious. I mean, the words change maybe a little bit depending upon the company that offers this, but that's the general idea. And each of us, we're a blend of all four. And however, one or two usually are more predominant more pronounced in us. And uh, these are the predictable patterns of behavior that we can use to kind of say, I think this person is naturally a D or an I or an yes. S or a C. And it's just a fun way because when you learn that, like Adrian, you and I have an I style personality. Yeah. Um, it's very easy for me to connect with other eyes. But the point of us understanding this is so I can connect with every style. That mm-hmm. D is that dominant style. These are the people that are brief, direct to the point. Don't keep them waiting. They got yes. things to do people to see. <laughs> it might hurt your feelings every once in a while too. <laughs> it might hurt your feelings. I always warn my, I, I love my D friends because they are results oriented. They are driven to accomplish things and we need them in our lives and on our teams. I warn them though, do not leave bodies by the side of the road. They could just be in their own world, trying to get something done. Yeah. And it's not, it's typically not intentional. Sometimes Ds just don't know they're even being a D they're so goal oriented. Mm-hmm. Um, and that next style is an eye style that, that you and I have a lot of eye in us. That's the outgoing personality. I mean, they're they're fun. They're they're friendly. These are the people that the influencers, persuasive, charming types that love to talk, love to tell stories. Uh, the connection point is, is people. And yeah. I mean, eyes can live. We could be very dangerous if we're not careful because we can kind of shut other people out from talk. And I have to tell you, Adrienne, when I first was disc certified um, with another company way back in 2015, I remember doing two-day certification all day for two days. We had a great trainer; he was wonderful. And my style kept coming up ID, and I was like, "Oh, I, I yeah, I don't want to be an I. I mean, these people are a disaster. They don't let other people talk, and they can be superficial." And I was talking to our trainer on the break, and I said, "You know, I'm not loving this I style." My, all my assessments keep telling me I'm an eye, all the training you're doing, but I'm just, I'm not loving that. And he was such a great, he was so great in that moment and asked me questions about why I wanted to be a coach and why I wanted to be a speaker. And he said, that eye style lends itself naturally to do those things. Even though any style can be a great coach and speaker, that eye style was so natural. So it helped me really embrace my style. That conversation helped me tremendously. Um, and then there's that S style. These are the steady, sweet, supportive friends. I mean, they will go, they are loyal. Um, they are great team people. Uh, they're just beautiful folks. And that, that actually now I'm an IS. I was an ID. Mm-hmm. And then years later, just to throw that out there, that your styles can change. Yeah, yes. Uh, so I went from ID to IS. And uh, you know, S's are are that steady. Those are the people that you want to. The, they're the supportive types so that'll wrap you up in hard times and, yeah. and will be there for you. Um, we we don't want them to be doormats. They sometimes can be a little too quiet and not share everything. And so that's something they've got to watch out for: is not being a doormat, not speaking up. They they you know they've got these wonderful personalities. And then there's that C-type, that conscientious, analytical, uh, fact finder. These are the detail-oriented folks who are who are just on it. Uh, very factual, uh, very analytical. My husband's, uh, his highest is a C, although he has a CDI of all three. He has three above the midline. Mm-hmm. Um, and these are the folks who, who have questions, and they're going to ask why. And sometimes you're going to want to, you know, scream. But that's how they process, and S's and C's are slower processors, and yes. D's and I's we process fast. You can, and you know, Adrian, we can spot these different styles. So you don't even have to take an assessment to mm-hmm. understand who you're working with. If you see fast talkers, fast movers, you're likely dealing with D, D's and I's. So you can kind of separate even that, and right. and S's and C's they're a little bit slower. They're mm-hmm. a little bit more soft-spoken, a little bit more reserved, if you will. Yeah, and um, and, that, and that's just a starter framework. You know, that's just, that's just the beginning of that DISC framework to kind of, oh, okay. So we have four different styles, more or less, that most of us can fall into one and perhaps two. In some cases, like my husband, you, have, you might have three that are pronounced in you, yes. but it gives, it gives us a, a place to start. Gives us yeah. a place. That's a great overview.
0: And I have to tell you, there's something that I've always remembered from your training because you, you, like you said, you weren't really feeling the I thing, you know. And um, as I recall, you you had said, "Well, man, um, as an as an I or someone, I don't know if someone said it to you or what, but it was like, well, as an I, you have to be the center of retention. And it was like, "No, you don't have to be. You can be. You right. can be." And uh, and I and I love that. That's your that's your natural, you know. The whole thing about this is that what you said, you know, I tell these. Well, don't leave people on the on the side of the road or don't be a doormat if you're if you're an S and all that. Because some people will say, well, that's just who I am. I just run over people. That's a dang,
1: that? That's a dangerous statement. That is if someone, if you are the person or someone you know is saying, that's just who I am, that is a that is a great starting point because we're so much more than that. And mm-hmm. we should value people that we want to be so much more than that. As a matter of fact, knowing like Adrian, if you were a D today or an S or a C, and I'm coming in here with my cell, Yes. The best thing that I can do is I can adapt and adjust. That's the second reason why DISC is so important. Yes. Because I want, if I'm going to go from communicator to connector, yes. I want to adapt to the person that I'm connecting with, to their style. That's where I build relatability and influence. That is
0: so beautiful because that's exactly what I'm talking about today. There's communication, but communication should be a tool of connecting. And there is a DISC assessment because there are people who they just want, well, where am I? What am I? D-I-S-E or whatever. And like you said, there's a blend, but we're, we have a natural bent, right? And so people are like, where am I? But it's, it is, you have to know yourself. But what about the other person? I have heard of DISC Regina transforming classrooms, transforming yeah. marriages, transforming people's relationships with their children. I heard someone say before, the, 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 there's, they have this teenager and it's always like, well, why? Well, why? Well, why? Or a teacher who sees that and views that as just utter disrespect when it's not necessarily so, but that's how I communicate. So I've got to meet you where you are.
1: That's, that's it. That's the whole thing. And when you said how it's transformed lives and marriages, and relationships, I have story after story. I gave a disc presentation at a KW office and a gal comes up to me and says, can I, can I purchase an assessment? I said, absolutely. Purchase an assessment, send it to her. It's all online. Uh, when she was completed it, she looked at my calendar. We made a, a debrief appointment and she was a, she's a C personality. Cs aren't normally the touchy-feely types. These are the number crunchers, the people that love data and spreadsheets. And by the end, she was in tears because mm. the DISC assessment, she understood why it was so hard for her to do her professional posting on Facebook. It had to be perfect and it had to be right where she couldn't post it. She hadn't posted in three months. <laughs> and then she discovered that the thing she was having with her kids is because her daughter was an I and her son was an S an F, And why she was having trouble communicating with them. Her her son just this is just beautiful. Her son had said, "Mom, can you cut my hair for Easter?" Mm-hmm. And she said, "I don't, mm, I don't know if I want to cut your hair." And but the children are very encouraging because their eyes and essence. And she's this perfectionist thing. And she said, "Okay," and she cut it. And. She was so unhappy with the job she did. And the son, meanwhile, this beautiful S child is, mom, it's good. I, I love it. And the daughter's like, yeah, mom, you did it. The daughter's an I, And all she could see was the mistake of that. And she's telling me the story. And we're talking through how the three of them have these different styles. And she just starts crying. And she's like, you know, my my ex husband's a D. So that, that even explains that. And we had a good laugh kind of at the yeah. end absolutely it it transformed the way she saw her children yeah it it transformed it yes and and
0: if anyone is thinking is it really all that i I have to say it really has the potential to be Mm -hmm. to be all that when you you begin to think regina in disc
1: you really do all the time when you (laughs) understand this and you start to live it and breathe it it becomes so easy to apply And I tell everybody, DISC is why you and I have been on personal growth paths to get to John Maxwell and beyond. And and so we're already students of personal growth. But I have to say that it was DISC that when it first hit me, oh, I don't have to be offended by anyone. That's Mm -hmm. my greatest, biggest, best aha I've ever had in my life. And it came out of my study of DISC. And I thought to myself one day, you know, people aren't acting against me. They're acting for themselves. Wow, come on. And to be offended. And when you know when people bump up against, when people like us, I's or S's, they bump up against the C type. That's a business C. They're, they're data, they're numbers driven. And mm-hmm. they ask a lot of why questions. People can be, and, and C's, they have to watch out for being considered to be cold or, or uncaring. And they're not like that at all. Right. And it's very easy to misconstrue that. And then for I's or S's to kind of be offended. Oh, they weren't very sweet. Oh, they weren't very nice. I have a a girlfriend. She works in a guidance counselor's office at a university. And one day the supervisor comes in her office and says, you know, everybody thinks you're mad all the time. Mm -hmm. And because she was the only seat in a department full of I's and S's. Mm -hmm. And she just started sobbing. Mm -hmm. And she goes, oh my gosh, I, I love everybody I work with. I had no idea. And they said, you know, when you talk, it's short. When you write emails, you're kind of short. So she said, I had to kind of fluff up my personality and my emails. Yes, <laughs> right. Because it is
0: about connecting with other people. Do you know one of my best friends, one of my best friends, Christy, when she, tell, she told me once, whenever I'm super preparing for a disc workshop or training, our communication is better because it brings it back to mind. And I'm more sensitive, not just to how I function, but how the other person functions. And we
1: have to be reminded because we're vessels and we leak. (laughs) That is so good. And I remember my husband, because when I started studying this, you know, we talked about this stuff all the time because he was interested. And the beginning of our marriage, I thought, why does it take this man so long to answer a question? What's (laughs) happening? I thought he was doing it to me on purpose. and he thought that I was just out of my mind sometimes because I could move very quickly and I could make decisions very quickly. And so we're at the furniture store, we're pulling into the parking lot, I'm out of the car, I bought three items before he's in the door. And mm-hmm. he's like, what's happening? I'm like, oh, I bought, you know, I bought three things. <laughs> and now we look back and we laugh about that. And I know that he is a slower processor. So yeah. it doesn't bug me. It hasn't bugged me in ages that it takes my husband longer to offer a response, to answer a question. I'm not bothered by it at all anymore because he is is working through his own personality, has God-given natural wiring as am I, as are you. So it's a beautiful
0: thing. Yeah. And just as it's beautiful in your home, I know in the business world, uh, employers, when they learn this, they realize You got to give, you have those C's in there. They need time to process. You come in, you just want an answer.
1: Give them some time to think, to process. You said gold right there because I worked with a computer software company. Mm -hmm. I did a half-day workshop. They came to Atlanta to one of the resorts, Stone Mountain, beautiful place. Did a half-day workshop. The leadership, D's and I's. So you have these three people, they're D, I, I, D personalities. The rest of the team were C's and S's. They Mm -hmm. have Leadership calls on Monday mornings, and then they were global company. So they had these leadership calls, and this DI manager would say anything else, and, and they would be thinking. And all the time, she thought they never had anything. To ask. <laughs> no time, right? Comes out in the workshop when I talked about how S's and C's are slower to process. Somebody raised their hand, and I said, "Oh yes, please." And he said, "This is why on those calls I don't ever contribute." I can't answer as fast as you need me to. And for yeah. we just, I, I was like, this is what it's about in this moment. Because he said, I can't answer that fast. And the other people were like, that's me. That's mm-hmm. me. I, I look at data and I'm thoughtful and you want a fast answer and I, I can't do it. And the management, the leader of that, she had no idea. She felt incredibly bad because she had no idea. She thought everybody was like, her. And put them on the spot. S and C's by and large, cannot be put on the spot like that. And right. in such a moment, I had to hold back the tears as this team they were working through that. It was it was awesome.
0: It was wow, so awesome. I, I'm feeling such conviction because I often I will say, "Are you listening?" Because I didn't get the answer when I wanted it to get the answer, and I still do it. And and I'm reminded of it right now. Um, I don't want to belabor it. We got so many so many stories. But one thing I even heard is the, the way a business sets up offices when they understand DISC, because you get, for example, uh, your, your, your C may come in early because they want to get some things done and analyze some things, and then other people are coming through, and then you're, right. <laughs> you're at the front of the office. So now you've got to say hello and stop what you're doing to talk to these people who are coming in your eye enjoys that, you know, put your eye in the front of the office to greet the people coming in. So the other people can do what they came in early to do. That's so simple, but wow, what a difference.
1: And a lot of leaders, a lot of people in those positions, Adrian, if they don't know disc or they don't understand that there might be something to all this, people just end up forever. And it's yeah. a hardship if you're a C and maybe you're in your office or your cubicle, however they- It's laid out and you're really focused and these people are chattering around you or they can walk right up to you and start talking. Yes. And that is just a recipe for disaster and misunderstanding. And people, most people do not mean harm. It's just, they don't know what they don't know. You don't know what you don't know.
0: And that's why I wanted, wanted you here. It's a, it's a, there's so much to it. It's a quick, it's a quick. Yeah, absolutely. It's a quick hit, but uh, Regina, uh, there are assessments that can be taken. There are things that you do. How, how would people who want to know more, who want to follow you even, because like I said, you are the communications expert. You're in this, you're in the thick of this. You're doing this on a regular basis. How do people get deep, deeper,
1: uh, get connected deeper with what you do and how to follow what you do? I think that most people, I would recommend everybody just start with a disc assessment. Mm -hmm. Uh, That's a great starting point. And and please don't think we're doing an assessment to put you in a box. We're not at all. That's one of the first things, Adrian, I know you talk about this when when you do your workshops. I even tell people, this is not what this is at all. We're Mm -hmm. just identifying your natural wiring, some patterns of behavior that are there Yes. that is a great starting point for everything else. Then we can talk about your motivations, your, your strengths, your weaknesses, or, or challenges. It's yeah. a great conversation starter. And even though we don't put people in a box, I've never had anyone who didn't say, wow, most of this assessment yeah. is, is, is me. I, I've never not had right one. And I do three different types of disc assessments. They all have their own independent value. And I've never had someone say, oh my God, this is so unlike me. Yeah. Most people say, oh, wow. How did like, how know? did you do that? How did you? Do that? <laughs> yes. <laughs> I've seen that. And, right. <laughs> yeah. I've seen with an assessment. And if you follow me on social media on Facebook, I'm, I'm Regina Scott Bryan. I'm on Instagram, um, Regina Bryan uh tick tock regina bryan uh and my website is is my name regina bryan so it's pretty easy to find me yes. from from my website you can purchase an assessment it comes with a one-on-one debrief that i would do with you so you're not just getting the assessment most people get an assessment they're gonna stick it in the drawer yeah. the way that we've been trained unfortunately uh, is we walk you through the assessment so yeah. we give you some insights and help you talk about next steps that's right
0: Absolutely. And I'm going to be sure to put that information, that contact information in the show notes so that people can follow up. And here's my thing, follow up and follow up quickly because I know people who are listening, something's jumping on the inside and saying, yes, yes. And we need to act accordingly because, you know, we throw things away, but this is good stuff. And I am so thankful to have your expertise here on the show and thank you for sharing so much of yourself and all
1: that you do, Regina. It was my pleasure, Adrian. We gotta have a part two or something because Absolutely. you and I both have a billion more just stories, and yes. so this was the tip of the iceberg. Everybody, it was. Uh, this really was. Yeah. So thank so you. Much thank thank
0: you. you. All right, <laughs> Regina. Thanks again. God bless you abundantly.
1: <laughs> thanks, Adrian. All right. Bye bye.
0: I enjoyed that so much, and I hope you got a whole lot out of that. Regina Bryan is amazing. And when she does a workshop, like she said, she brings the energy and she knows her stuff. She's an award winner, okay? In life, in uh, business, she's just amazing. So I'm so glad that you tuned in. And I hope that you will check out the show notes and be sure to follow up. She does disc disc trainings. There's a disc assessment that you can get so that you can know what well, are you a D or you an I or an S or you're a C, and it's it's so fascinating. But again, that's the beginning. But then it enables you to be able to communicate with other people where they are, not just where you are, but to take that and branch out and be able to connect to people where they are. And communication is so very vital. It is the area employers are looking for. It's the area that people in churches are looking for. It's the area that marriages want to shore up. It is absolutely vital. And DISC is one method of really going above and beyond in communication and therefore in connection. So she does uh, DISC training. Um, you know, I've done disc training since the 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 surgery um over a year ago, almost a year and a half ago now. I have not been been totally immersed into it. But um, but I offer that as well. But I'm telling you right now, don't wait for me. Just reach out to Regina and see what she has to offer. Follow her on social media. She does a lot of other things. So she's got videos that she's putting out, and um, she's all about personal growth, all about leadership, and of course, all about communication. So I want to hear from you. What did you think of this episode? Where do you stand on communication? What do you know about DISC or what do you want to know? You can always email at adrianrosscom at gmail.com, adrianrosscom, that's C-O-M, at gmail.com, but also on YouTube, Leave a leave a comment there on YouTube, and don't forget, please, to subscribe and to like. Okay, those things really do matter. Okay, let's just let's break the algorithm. All right, so subscribe, leave a comment, and also, if you are on um, a major podcast platform, if that's where you engage then I would love for you to leave a rating and a review and also to subscribe. And don't forget the BMG Network. That is the bmgnetwork.com. Check that out also and check out the other podcasters there. We are engaging, enlightening, informative, and even entertaining. The bmgnetwork.com. And of course, my Substack. I don't just talk. I also write. And adrianross.substack.com is a great place to subscribe. And not only are you able to follow my writing and follow the podcast, but you're also able to support me in what I'm doing, even financially, because there are paid subscriptions, which are incredibly inexpensive. $50 a year, $5 a month, $100 if you want the gold uh, subscription, which comes with some perks. But I think this is worth $5. We're really, really in the thick of, of things. And uh, whether it's uh, the message through podcasting or the message through writing, I would appreciate your support. So thank you for that. And before I let you go, I have to remind you about We the People. I want you to be informed about We the People, We the People of Missouri.org. Don't forget the next meeting is on August 29th. That's the next meeting. It's five o'clock at Delmonico's. The guest is Stacy Shore. She's got some really interesting things it seems to talk about concerning education. And we know it's it's vital that we are aware of what's going on with our children. God willing, I will be there at Delmonico's at five o'clock in Jackson, Missouri. You local folks know where that is. I'm intending to be there and I would love for you to say hello before you leave after we enjoy the presentation of We The People. All right. God bless you abundantly. I'll catch you on the next episode.